Welcome to Click Stop, brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at luckydicecafe.com. And now for your hosts, Daniel Powell, Jason Alvey, and Tyler Spees. Hey everybody, welcome to Clickstoff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking. Just let everyone know that Clickstoff is brought to you by Trollandtoad.com, world's largest HeroClicks retailer. Find HeroClicks new and old on Trollandtoad.com and use coupon code Clickstoff for 5% off your HeroClicks order. Merchant and pre-order items do not apply. And if you enjoy what you're hearing today on Clickstoff, check us out Patreon.com forward slash Clickstoff. $1 and above gets entered into our monthly giveaways. $5 and above gets entered into our Discord server for exclusive HeroClick strategy and tactics discussions. Um, and joining me today is Jason. Might play a whole modern team in a silver event just for practice, Alvy. Uh, maybe. Uh, are, are, you going, are you going Saturday? It's not looking too good. Not looking promising. Right now, no. All right, fair not enough. Not looking super promising. Okay. And then, secondly, Alex, comprehensive ID card list master coups. Hey, as long as they don't keep changing it, it will be comprehensive, <laughs> but I keep having to go back and change it. Then, so. Right, right, right. Um, and then in a very exciting uh, surprise for all of us here at Clickstoff, our special guest today is Scott Porter. What is going on, everybody out there in Hero Clicks land? Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being on, Scott. So, um, so today I noticed I know in our Facebook group we were going to talk about Disney Plus set review today, uh, but uh, Tyler couldn't join us tonight so uh, our agenda for tonight is we're going to talk with Scott here for a little bit uh, talk about Rock Cup uh, prizing and uh, some other cool things coming up there and um, then talk a little bit about some of the Disney Plus stuff that's come out in the past week or so um, and then we'll switch over to our Silver Age um, meta competitive discussion um, questions that we got in the group um, and that'll be this week's episode. So, Yay. so Scott, um, the uh, the questions that we ask everybody, we talked about that. So, um, how long you've been playing Hero Clicks? Uh, what got you into the game originally? And what is your favorite Hero Click of all time? Oh man, okay. Um, so, when I was growing up, I was a big comic book fan. And then I started playing Dungeons and Dragons in my teenage years at a place called The Boardroom in Orlando, Florida, uh, which no longer exists. And I started getting more and more into the fantasy stuff. And then I started playing Mage Knight and loved those bases. And then I heard that this game HeroClix was coming out and it was using the same clicks based formula as, as uh, not Mage Knight. What am I? What am I saying? Yeah, Mage Knight. Right, right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I was like, you know what? I, I think I want to give this a shot. It's like a marriage of my two favorite things at this point, and uh, 
I've been playing HeroClix since the day Infinity Challenge released. I remember picking up a couple of packs, going home with my buddy, and we had no idea how to play the game. And Cyclops and Fire Lord were just, just mowing down figures left and right. I had a Cyclops, he had a Fire Lord, and we were obviously, uh, <laughs> obviously didn't know what we were doing at the time, but it was it was just a hell of a lot of fun. And then from then on out, I just got as many people into the game as I could, and as a player at first, and then as an envoy in Orlando uh, at two of the Coliseum of Comics stores, and Coliseum of Comics still exists in Orlando, Florida. Uh, big shout out to them. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I played HeroClix all around the world. I went to Japan for a year and found a place to play over there, <laughs> which was crazy, uh, during the Critical Mass uh, set. And so I've been playing for a long time. I outdate a lot of i think players that are even currently uh a big part of like the tournament scene and everything i've been around for a long time i played in worlds a couple of times at wizard world philadelphia and you know as far as oof, as far as like my favorite figure i mean i think back over the years and everybody knows the new hotness stuff i think i'd hit you with a couple of pieces that i i used to really love or used to run a lot um Quicksilver. I used to. I'm a big X-Men fan. The Peter David run from the '90s. So I used to run an X-Factor team uh, that was that was pretty nasty with the veteran Havoc, who is also up there on that list for me, and and Quicksilver. But of course, back then I was running cards with armor piercing and nanobots, and uh, yeah, he was he was disgusting, but a lot of fun to play with. And on the DC side of things, a, a character that I've always loved. Uh, that I think had a really good figure pre-cards, uh, at least, was Connor Hawk. I don't know if you guys ever played in that era, but Connor mm -hmm. Hawk was another piece yep. I used to go to all the time. He had a martial artist keyword, but he was an archer, and I love archers. Uh, I think I'm on record. Skybike, Quicksilver is also one of my favorite uh, pieces of all time. And uh, more in the modern age, I, I, the Iceman from Uncanny X-Men just looks so dang cool. And... I really love that special power and, and tossing ice all over the board, all the barrier. I just, you know, it was, that was a really, really fun figure. So it's less meta stuff and more just like happy memories. But I think the guy that takes the cake for me is ultimate Spider-Man because I used to put pounce on that guy. And at the height of my playing days, I'm an old man. Imagine me with a cane back when ultimate Thor was destroying the competition. Um, I used to, put pounce and give a little ultimate spider-man with that little backpack uh the lamppost and i would go out and just obliterate people's ultimate thors and i won many a big tournament with a team that was based around vet havoc domino and that ultimate spider-man with pounce in the lamppost and uh yeah so i think that guy takes the cake as far as favorite figure i've used over my run of hero clicks at this point oh, i love it that's great <laughs> <laughs> Jason, how happy are you that uh, uh, Scott's favorite figures are Spider-Man? Oh, like, yeah, that, that makes me very or, happy. Or at least <laughs> high up there. Yeah, Jason's a yeah. huge, a huge Spider-Man. Um, Scott, I was really, my, I, I was really hoping you were going to come in and say, like, man, I'm a really fun, I'm a really big fan of uh, Unimind, and um, <laughs> you know, I just. Uh, you know, I just really love the Eternals comics, and it's just my uh, favorite uh, 
favorite thing in the world. That's what I was hoping favorite you would. Favorite movie ever, clearly, right. The Eternals. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. Like, that's what I was hoping for. Like, you really were like, I really liked Kirby's run of The Eternals, and uh, that's, that's what I was hoping for. But, uh, you I, know. I'm sorry to disappoint, man. Yeah. I'm more of the kind of guy that will find the meta venues wherever I am and avoid them like the plague. Uh, I'm more of the guy that, if I'm going to play at those meta venues, will show up with a team that, like, runaways. Um, I used to play at a venue in Los Angeles where a lot of guys would come and be testing out their new meta, and I'd just show up at runaways and just put in work. And if I won one game that night, it was right. a big success for me. Right. And, you know, something like running Acolytes or Serpent Society, when they made their big splash again uh, about six years ago when they came out and they all had their little special powers, showed up at an event and actually pulled a win out and people were just so frustrated right, <laughs> i right. was so excited so uh the big meta stuff i leave i leave to you guys you know right um it's this is more for me about finding areas where i can play theme and just and just play a game that i love the community aspect of this game and i love that there's so many facets of it and so i, I think i found my lane and i like to stay in it but that doesn't mean i'm not competitive when i'm playing i just right. try to avoid the stuff that that we see everywhere Sure, sure. Now what, now, what I would say from my perspective is obviously, you know, we're a very competitive-focused uh, podcast, but we try to be all-inclusive of every portion or as facet of the community. Uh, but what I would say is that the overpowered pieces over the years um, have led me to reading new comics that I may have never read before. Um, so if it hadn't been for Unimind being so powerful in The Mighty Thor... I would have never, I couldn't have ever see foresee a reason I would own all of the Eternals comics, and have read them all at this point. Um, yeah, well, man, that's awesome, and that's a lot of times what my goal is with the unboxings too, is to just. I think this game is such a gateway; it's such a hinge door for, for comic fans who have never tried to play tabletop stuff or, or you know, semi-competitive game formats. Uh, this is a really great entry point for them into this beautiful world of tabletop stuff and, you know, miniatures games and all of that. But it's also the, the doorway swings the other way for people who play this game and don't have any idea who some of these characters are. Um, but play because of the clicks format and everything that, that the game has to offer. Well, you know, just like you said, you get to jump into a book you've never, maybe never read before. I right. mean, Jason Wingard gets so much play. I'm <laughs> like, it's such a guy it's sure he's had moments in books but he's never been like an a tier character so people got to really seek out where what cool storylines that he's been a part of and there there have been some so right. it's it's pretty cool and right well i well, yeah so i instantly knew jason when he was previewed or you know released from uh, from the tv show and i was like well i don't know where he's getting all these uh pogs from but uh, he is a very powerful mind controller so I did get that, so it's always cool to see how the the set designers uh, of HeroClix uh, translate a lot of powers and abilities to the game. Um, like I get so frustrated that Wolverine and like Sabretooth always have charge, and but it's like that's what they do. But I'm like that they right. do more than charge. Like I've talked about this a few times, is that they jump from like you know, bush to bush and like, you know, they hide and then they pounce and then they, you know, they're nimble characters, right? They just don't go, they're not all doing Berserker Barrage all the time. Sounds like you're saying they need some of those old WWE powers. 
nimble and <laughs> maybe all yeah. that stuff. Maybe. Um, so I tell you what, uh, Scott, I did. Uh, it was on short notice, so I didn't have a very um, long conversation uh, with Mr. Chomps today, but um, I did talk to him this evening. Uh, they did have some storms rolling through the south today, so he had to cut the phone call short. Um, but uh, Mr. Chomps, uh, he wants to know. Um, it was a very hard thing. I was like, Mr. Chomps, you know, we can't put Scott on the spot too badly, right? You know, like, um, but he was he was really wanting to wrestle you when I was talking to him. And he said, he wants to know, Scott, would you rather have to be on every episode going forward of Whose Line Is It Anyways or wrestle Mr. Chomps to the death? Oh man, to the to the death. Yeah, Mr. Oh, Chomps. On, Mr. Chomps only wrestles that away. Sorry, I, I, I should have only added res- that. wrestles to he, the death. He well, only wrestles to the death. It's got you. Got to put some skin in the game, right? It, am I allowed to in this wrestling match with Mr. Chomps? Uh, can I can I wear shoes? Can I wear shoes in this wrestling match? Yeah, yeah. You with Mr. Shoes. Chomps. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Can't bring like rope or anything though, can I? And that's actually no. It's match? it's a wrestling. It's a straight up just uh, regular wrestling match. Okay. Well, uh, well, there, the it is it, it, it is a Mr. Chomps swamp though. The wrestling ring is in the middle of his swamp, so it is home turf for Mr. Chomps. Okay. All right. I understand. I understand. Um. I mean, it, it's it's pretty easy. I mean, it, it, the show was great. Whose line is it anyway? Is is awesome. But I, I'm a really competitive guy. I've, I've <laughs> always wanted to challenge myself. Um, let me tell you a little story about the pilot episode of Heart of Dixie, uh, which was a show I was on set in swamps of Alabama, a little town called Bluebell, down by Gulf Shores. And uh, in a scene in that pilot, uh, there's there's an alligator that scares Rachel Bilson's character, Zoe Hart. She falls in the mud. George Tucker, my character, comes out of nowhere, lifts her up, saves her. The alligator's name is is... Burt Reynolds and I tell tell Burt to beat it. Now, when we were shooting that particular scene, the, the gator would just sit there and just flare its nostrils at us and just breathe very heavily. I was like, man, this is this is kind of crazy. This this guy's getting out of hand. Well, there was an alligator wrangler from uh, New Orleans that was there. And I was like, man, he looks like he's going to come at us at any moment here. And he goes, oh, that dog gator can't hurt you. I said, I said that that there gator can't hurt me. And he goes, no, that dog gator uh, got the dental floss wrapped around his uh, snout. He can't open his mouth. I said, he, wait, wait, wait. He's got dental floss wrapped around his snout and he can't open his mouth. So I went and did some research about this. If you can prevent a gator from opening its its mouth. It, it can't force it open because the way the hinge works in a gator's jaw is it only works with force to close. They open it by just letting it go and they have no force in their jaw when they're trying to open it. So I know the secret about wrestling an alligator here. Now it's in a swamp, so it's a little bit different, but if, I, if I'm assuming if I got shoes on, take a shoelace out of my shoe, I'm gonna tie that trap shut and I'm sorry, Mr. Chomps, but I think I've won. Okay. So I'll wrestle the alligator. Wow, it's who would have thought Scott Porter of all people would be the one that maybe solve our 
Mr. Chomp's problem. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never knew that. <laughs> so Yeah, it was yeah, it was so funny. We were trying to the, the producers come out and they say, can you can you have the gator like well, you told us that maybe you could use a raw chicken or something to get the gator to maybe take a couple of steps towards the actor and and then walk away. Maybe you throw the, the chicken in the woods and the gator will leave. And, and the guy just started laughing and he looked at the producer and he goes, that there gator ain't going to do nothing you want him to do. <laughs> and he just starts laughing. And oh, man. Oh, so... Uh, Burt Reynolds is actually CGI'd in the past. <laughs> not actually the real gator that we shot with that night. But oh, uh, yeah, gosh. there you go, a little behind the scenes story. So, um, but yeah, no, I would, I would gladly be on every episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway. Show is fantastic. Right. All right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, when I was talking to Mr. Chomps, I was like, Mr. Chomps, you, you're, you're, you're giving Scott like a guaranteed line of work until he wants to retire. Um, and he was like, I know, I know. But, well, now he's got. Now he's gonna have to go get some sort of cosmetic surgery or something to fix this jaw issue that he didn't realize he had. Well, I tell you what. Um, this will next month will be my sixth year of doing um, click stuff, and um, nobody has exposed Mister Chomp's weakness until today. So, um, mm. well, well done. So, um, I think you just win both sides. I think you actually have just won. Uh, the Mr. Chomps question. Um, I'm actually quite flabbergasted. Um, so, Scott, congr- <laughs> congratulations, Scott. I don't know. We might have to retire yes. the question. We might have to retire the question at this point because everyone's going to say, "Well, I'm just going to tie his mouth shut." So, no, no, no. But then you you say you say you're not allowed to have anything after the Scott Porter debacle. Nobody's right. allowed to have anything to tie his mouth shut. <laughs> right. Or maybe it comes out and he's like cyborg Mr. Chomps and uh, with a uh, like um. A James Bond, uh, what was that guy's name? The Gold, Gold Ball? No, the guy with the teeth. Who was the guy with the teeth? No, Gold Ball. Gold oh. Balls and Marvel. Well, I get that. Who was the, who was the <laughs> wasn't who, that wasn't that guy's name Jaws? Was yeah. Maybe, yeah, 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 yeah maybe, Jaws. maybe we'll need to get Mister Chomps outfitted with a, a set of James Bond villain teeth. So there you he go. Learned, he learned to wrestle, so I mean, he can adapt. Yeah, yeah, he, he might be okay. Do hardcore matches from now on and bring a chair or something, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's uh, uh. So uh, go ahead, Alex. So being the king of segways, I have a question for you, Scott, about your unboxing. Um, okay. How did was it? Did you find it more difficult this time to do the Disney Plus one because you didn't really have the comics to like? We had the TV shows. But when you started doing the unboxing, I was like, okay, the comics part, I was like, but wait, this is all TV show related. So there wasn't that aspect of it. And uh, I was kind of sad that there wasn't, not for, not sad that you didn't have any. It was more of like, I don't know. I, I guess I've come to rely and enjoy the aspect of the comics that you bring to every unboxing. So for this, it's like, well, I watched all of the episodes. I guess this must be what someone who reads all the comics feels like when they see these figures. Cause I know everything that's, I know who all these people are. So I could just go rewatch things, I guess. So was it different for you or like, how'd you feel about it with, um, with it being TV show, not really comic sort of comic references. Yeah, it definitely kind of put me out of my comfort zone a little bit just because I, like you said, I like to go back and, and relive these stories that I've read in the books. And 
really pull some of my favorite stories of these characters. I mean, we were talking with some of these characters, you know, a century of, of stories, you know, like dang near. And, um, and if not even that, like, you know, at least, at least 40 to 50 years of stories. Right. So to pluck a couple out here or there are really cool and to share those things. But, you know, the Marvel cinematic universe chooses its own path for these characters. And I think it's really interesting, but you can't always relate it back to the books. So, I kind of picked and chose, you know, I was I was picking and choosing where because a lot of times the fun for me in watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the TV shows and stuff like that is, okay, what are they going to, how are they going to change the character? So I knew Agnes was Agatha Harkness a long time before a lot of other people. And I think a lot of comic fans are out there kind of speculating on the internet and everything like that. But for the people who are watching the show fresh, you know, you don't want to spoil that for anybody else. But once they unveil who she actually is, then I can go into, okay, this is the cool stuff about her in the books. And this is why this character is super important. This is why she's so cool. Luckily, Captain Han played such a, you know, an awesome character and, and a version of her in WandaVision, you know, that, that people already loved the character. So there was no convincing that needed to happen. Um, so yeah, it is a little bit trickier, uh, especially when they really change stuff up because I can't always, like I said, correlate the character that you see on screen to the character that's been around for so long in the books. So I think I said it a couple of times in the unboxing where I, you know, it's not going to be as much story time with, mm-hmm. with Scotty B as usual. And, uh, and it wasn't, but it was still really exciting to see the thing that interests me the most with these sets is how far ahead WizKids must be, and I've covered some of these things in my old unboxings, and I haven't really talked to this about many uh, with about this with many people. But if you remember when Superman Wonder Woman came out, and the Flash had his own set, I did a couple of unboxing series at the DC head- headquarters in Los Angeles in Burbank, California, with Kevin Canary, who used to be one of their brand managers and their licensing managers. And he gave me a little insight, and I was able to share that with everybody in the community of, of just how far ahead WizKids has to be. And I think WizKids doesn't get enough credit for the shots that they take on characters because they're formulating these characters based off of like synopses of future events to happen. So sometimes WizKids, I think, is designing these dials without actually being able to read the story. Sometimes they're they're blind designing this before they get to see the TV show, mm-hmm. you know. So I wonder how far ahead they received some information. Of course, I don't think they receive all of it. And then they're designing figures. So I think some of the figures in Disney Plus, I was I was looking at on my own, going, hmm, yeah, I don't think that they got to see this particular episode. But then other figures, I'm going, man, they nailed this. They nailed it. That Nebula figure, uh, the heist figure, so cool. Such a great take off of that Star-Lord T'Challa episode. So I was really, in that set, more interested in seeing how they how they came to their final conclusions on the characters and how they were reenacting them from the TV shows. And and they created some, some really cool figures. So, yeah, it was different that I didn't get to share the story stuff as much, and that was a little disappointing, but... It was also really cool to kind of see their take uh, from a different medium of, of some of these characters, you know, transferring them from TV instead of the books. 
And I think a lot of people, to piggyback off what you were just saying, I think the, the absence of the Hawkeye show, I think, adds a lot more to what you were just saying, how far back they have to be making these sets. Because obviously Disney+, Plus, you're immediately thinking, oh yeah, all their shows, but clearly there was no Hawkeye show in there. And so that means Hawkeye came later, obviously, so it makes sense that they had to plan this probably before anything of hot like the name was out there but probably before they even saw anything story-wise or even knew anything about the set because i think they could have fit hawkeye in there take out some pieces but it, it that kind of when i saw that there was no hawkeye i was like yeah that makes sense because i just know how far back they plan all of this stuff like ridiculously far back like they're probably at this point april 2020 uh, april of 2022 already planning 2024 probably like i i think they're a year year and a half ahead of time something like that yeah i would i would have i would be having to guess as well because i i honestly don't get a lot of lead time with any of this stuff i'll get a brick show up at my door and that same day it'll be like hi scott you should have just received a brick of the next of the next set We'd like to schedule the unboxing for next week. And I'll be like, yeah, 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 okay. Um, so it just kind of shows up and we just got to kind of roll with it. So I don't know how far ahead they are, but yeah, the absence of Hawkeye really bummed me out. And I know we got Kate Bishop a couple of times the last few sets and we've got plenty of Hawkeye. But the thing that I'm so, so bummed about is we lost our shot at getting Tracksuit Mafia. I mean, mm. that's what I wanted, like a Tracksuit Mafia figure with multiple dials on it you know three different kinds of tracksuit mafia that you could play because that that would have really made me giggle and uh you know fractions run was great and, and those guys in the in the show were wonderful so you know i was hoping for the tracksuit mafia generic but uh you know disney listen disney plus and all this marvel stuff is not going away and if this thing's a hit then you know maybe we'll see a, a second set somewhere down the line i don't think there's uh, anything holding them back from that so you know we'll see what happens but uh yeah that was i was a little bummed yeah i mean yeah, we've, we've got a hawaiian shirt blob there is there's a very close modeling jump there to get me hawaiian shirt kingpin <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah man that was and that was such a pivotal turning point too right because also technically now all of those old netflix figures are disney plus marvel property right so we could even snag some of those, like the you know that Daredevil and and all those figures you know that can come to, into play and whenever they start making more episodes of those shows, which I think are probably going to come at some point. So yeah, we'll see what happens down the line, though. Yeah, I mean they, Whiskets has to know like almost every set that they've made recently that is based off a TV show has sold like hotcakes, like Dark Phoenix, Batman animated, Justice League Unlimited. Dark uh, Disney Plus, everyone's hyping it up. I mean, anything that's based off of a recent TV show or a cartoon that we're used to watching is... And the, the upcoming DC set that we saw out of the Gamma pictures, like the, what was it, Teen Titans Go? Yeah, it's Teen Titans there. Go, and then Scooby-Doo was, Scooby was pictured in yeah. that, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be just... They, they know their market now. It's like, okay, we... We have comic book events, and then we have TV show-based things. So Disney Plus 2, absolutely, because who wouldn't want some Moon Knight stuff, too? Like, 
I would love Oscar uh, was uh, Oscar Isaac's yeah uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, like, I would love a version of that. Yeah, multiple personalities to the to the infinite degree. Yeah, I you know the Teen Titans stuff. The only thing I'm going to say on that is Robin better have the smallest hands uh, ever <laughs> for a sculpt. Yes, that's all. If you if anybody's a Teen Titans Go fan out there, you understand what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm pretty stoked about the 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 possibility of Teen the, what Teen Titans could bring. Um, like I've always liked Cyborg, and it just seems like the Cyborg and Teen Titans Go is over the top with his capabilities. So I'm looking forward to that. But um, I just want a scrappy dude. Yes. Yeah, you are like what you are like the one person in the No, I, I want Scrappy Doo too. I instantly thought about Scrappy Doo when those yeah. pictures came out. Everyone do you guys not know no one likes Scrappy Doo? Like that's the whole, actually I, I, likes him. That's the whole point. Shut your mouth, Alex. I like Scrappy Doo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So um so Scott on Disney on Disney Plus, um what um what is your what is your favorite figure that you've pulled uh, in your unboxing or that you saw uh, previewed so far? Oh, man. There's a lot of... I mean, <laughs> the figure I pulled that I went... Outside of, like, the most obvious, right? I mean, that U.S. agent prime is ridiculous. Uh, that was That was the first piece I really pulled in this set that I was just like... Oh man, that guy is gonna be so nasty. Yeah. Um, but the the thing, the things that I'm most interested in that that ping me the most are, I think Heist Nebula and Miss Minutes because of their mission point stuff, and and so I'm very interested to see how how they work in. In, a, in you know in competitive play not even competitive play just but just in in play in general and then from a theme perspective i really love the holiday halloween spectacular family i love what they did with the costume designs i love that you could see vision is wearing plainly wearing some like 80s umbros like soccer shorts down to the drawstring and the kids costumes are so homemade and they captured it all so perfectly in the sculpts but also just that family feel that you started to get midway through WandaVision I think they really hit the nail on the head with that group of figures who have the shared trait that are just begging to be played together and they have some survivability you know they've all got stop clicks they've all got things where they, they can get clicks back and, and it's just to me, that's a fun theme to try and make work, and it's self-contained. It's something that's everything that should be a part of that is in the set, which is not something you always get. It seems like you always get lead and trail figures. You'll get one or two figures from your favorite team, and then you'll get a bulk of them in the next set, and then you'll get the one or two that you really wanted all along in that third set. What happens is they start cycling out at a certain point. Sometimes you you can't ever actually really run them for a long time, you know, in in certain scenarios. So it's a self-contained themed. I I, I really enjoy that. But uh, but yeah, I think I think 
because of my play experience in hero clicks which is been in person been in big tournaments but also i played a lot online i think i've talked about it before but on ac realms i played in the fantasy hero clicks league and creation matrix i played in the same thing a, a playground fantasy league basically so when i was in japan for a year or when i was in mexico city for six months or when i was in vegas for for six months and i was doing different shows and i was on the road and i didn't have a place to go play I could play online through the message boards and we would draft a team. Very first team I ever run, ran was called Young and Young and Restless. And I had Robin and some of the Legion of Superheroes and Spider-Man and all these teenagers that I drafted for my team across all different sets and, you know, just played out a full season with scenarios like bank heists or, you know, capture the flag or different game modes like that, which HeroClix actually sets itself up pretty well for and we did some more of that stuff on a show that i shot uh for hyper rpg for a little while and those scenarios were a lot of fun and you have a a pool of figures that you utilize that you look at you go okay who's going to be best for this particular scenario and nebula the heist nebula she just puts me into a place where i'm like you know what that it feels so much like those scenarios that i used to play and so because she takes me back to a time when I was just, I was loving playing online, I, I really enjoy that. So I love that she could take your stuff. And if she takes it back to her base, she gets to keep it, you know, <laughs> and I love it. You know, the mission points that are tied to it, that's, that's a lot of fun. So I don't know how viable she is in anything outside of casual play, but I think it's, it's a lot of fun. It makes mission points kind of scary um, when you start mixing and matching and, and adding in other pieces. So I would say those pieces kind of struck me. The US Agent Prime, Miss Minutes and Heist Nebula, and then just for a fun standpoint, the the Halloween Spectacular figures for sure. Nice. Yeah, uh, Scott, we just had our uh, first, we, di- we, we, I won't bore you with all the details of how we slice and dice this competitively, but we had our first confirmed mission point win in a 300 modern competitive game happened about two weeks ago man maybe about three weeks ago now so it mission points are definitely viable in competitive play slowly but sure what what was the team and where Uh, was it run (laughs) so um it was so there's been there's been a high level competitive event uh but you know it wasn't 300 modern and then they had we had a 3v3 event online but that was highlander ish per team so it wasn't like true 300 modern so the the team that was true 300 modern was um y'all y'all have to remind me it was revolving around prime wrecker um and the, and sci- his, the scientist version no it, uh, paul, it was paul cote he ran it up in washington Oh, um, it was like, and it was unthemed. Yeah. It was unthemed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like so. Prime Record, Blackheart, Flash, uh, Felix Faust, Gorilla Grodd. Uh, I forget. There's something else. I'm thinking. I'm forgetting. Oh, Chip. Yeah, Chip. Yeah, Chip for the GL yeah. to go over to uh, the GL team ability to go over to uh, the Flashes. Yep. So, the, and and th- that was the same main mission point figure for the three v three too. Right now, it's the most 
uh, what's the word? Viable mission point viable, man. Thank you. Yeah, the most viable mission point person is, funny enough, out of every character we have mission points, Wrecker, of all people, is the yep. most viable. Right. And then, you know, a Watu. So the scientist version has a Watu and Wrecker on it. So a Watu can get you uh, a few po a few extra mission points. But yeah, Wrecker um, can. Uh, he His cascades and builds up pretty quickly over about five turns. Yeah. Yeah, you. You better take him to a clear map. Take him to a park. Try and try and mitigate all that all that terrain breaking. But yeah, that's uh, that's great. I mean, right. from from a standpoint of just going, okay, this is something brand new. You know, we've had so many with rally die and captains and sidekicks and all of these things and the mission points things have been kind of interesting to me because, like I said, it, it's it's scenario based play. And now you're trying to stop them before they they play out their scenario, which has just added another layer. So it's it's very interesting. But yeah, now once you start mixing and matching, I think it's going to be tough to to stand in the way of some of this stuff uh, going forward. But it's it's interesting to me to see the game evolve, and it always comes and goes in waves. You know, there will be a day when mission points probably, you know, are a distant memory. But for right now, they're here, and, and I'm interested to see how some of these newer figures uh, make use of them. Exactly. So, um, I wonder in a few weeks, I'll, I'll want to play an Alex segue here. So I wonder in a few weeks, are we going to see any mission points at the Rock Cup? So... I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, that, that whole weekend... You know, there are so many events. I'm sure that at some point you will see some mission-based, uh, mission point-based teams uh, throughout one event or another. Um, you know, we've got a huge amount of events during that HeroClix for Huntington's weekend at the at the Rock Cup and and the championships at the end. But Silver Age kind of throws a, a wrench in all that. Let's you know, can can Mission Point stand up Silver Age? Who knows? You know, we're gonna see <laughs> how silver age goes you know on that on that sunday of that weekend and uh i'm actually really excited to see what's going to come out to play i know the possibilities are almost too numerous right people are just trying to figure out what to even run and that that excites me in a way because we might be seeing some things that we haven't seen in a while or some some brand new things that we've never seen before and uh you know as far as what's going to be viable or not i i will leave that in you guys as capable hands but the weekend is gonna be gonna be pretty incredible all the way around. Yeah, and now um, one of the things you wanted to talk about was prizing or potential prizing stuff about that for the event because I know we've gotten a, I don't know if we've got questions about it, but I know there's been a lot of questions. I've received a lot of questions about okay, what exactly is going on with some of the prizing for this because you know there hasn't been a lot out there yet that we've been able to put out so. Yeah, you know, it's uh, just like everything in the world right now. There are a lot of things that are still being put on hold and, and world events um, continue to make a lot of product moving and, and delivering of, of said product and, and a lot of these things a little bit more difficult. Shipping is, is still uh, a little bit tricky a lot of times. And, you know, we've been kind of waiting to get full clarification because we didn't want to 
go to the mat and not be able to tell you guys exactly what we know. But as of right now, we, we know a ton of stuff that we're already going to have. And for the prizing for this weekend, we're going to do a full rundown on Saturday, um, this Saturday. Myself and V Muse, who uh, is formerly of WizKids, still has uh, a great connection with them and also a, a great connection with the Hero Clicks for Huntington's cause. She stepped right up and said, I, I would love to donate my time and do a live stream with you and, and get the word out there. So uh, this Sunday, the 16th, we're going to have a full rundown of everything. But what I can tell you already Saturday, right now Saturday is, or Sunday. Oh, sorry, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, the 16th of April. Um, we're going to be on a live stream 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. And we're going to be on their Facebook, their Twitch, their YouTube. We'll have the chat open. We can field plenty of questions that day. But I can tell you right now that some of the things that we know that we're going to have, and we're going to have them annually because this event is not going away. Year over year, we're going to have this event. It's going to be in the month of May because the month of May is Huntington's Disease Awareness Month. And it's really important for us to have some type of fundraising presence within that, that month. And I do another charity event usually for Huntington's in the fall. But I thought it was really important to have uh, communities, different communities, uh, getting the word out there about Huntington's disease and what it is and why we're raising this money. But since it is an annual thing, and I, I mentioned some of the prizing that we had last year, the Become a Switch Clicks is coming back. That wasn't a one-time thing. That is something that is unique to our tournament every single year, and we'll be a part of it every single year. We have two Become a Switch Clicks that are going to be available for this event. Uh, one will be winnable and one will be uh, winnable in our auction that'll be going on on Friday night. And that auction will be worldwide, just like it was last year. So people can, you know, chime in from anywhere, place your bids, it'll be run with Oxit once again, and uh, you'll have a chance to win that. We also have the Create a Legacy card, which was won by Adam Friedman last year. Um, this Saturday, we're gonna unveil what figure he chose, what set it was from, and what set it will be a part of going forward. So Adam Friedman got to put in a list of characters and put in some ideas of how he would want that character to be reworked for the legacy card. And we will be unveiling that this Saturday in the live stream. We will also be unveiling Matthew Ventura, who won last year's Creative Pog. Now, last year we had the Scott Porter Pog in the tournament, uh, tournament legal and able to be won in many different ways. The Scott Porter Pog will still be available this year for anybody who didn't get their hands on one. They'll have plenty of chances uh, to win one, either through Battle Royales, through the auction. Uh, so people that aren't even there, we're gonna have online Battle Royales throughout the weekend. They'll be able to have a chance to win some of these prizes as well. And then of course, they'll be uh, a part of tournament prizing, but Matthew Ventura's new Pog, which he designed, is going to be premiering at our event. It will be, uh, it will be legal starting on on the weekend of our event uh, going forward for all WizKids events. And we'll be unveiling exactly what that POG is and, and what it does on Saturday as well. Um, this year we will where, have a brand new map. And oh, sorry, Scott, say again? Where, where, um, where is that streaming going to be happening? You, you just hadn't said yet. Uh, he said on yeah, YouTube, I did, uh, YouTube on uh yeah, through all of WizKids. Oh, yeah, sorry. I missed. I'm sorry. I just, just to reiterate, I'm sorry. I missed where you said WizKids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all the WizKids channels. So, you can tune in on Twitch and we'll be restreaming through YouTube and through their Facebook Live as well. So, 
you'll be able to watch in many different places. So I know some some people out of the country can't watch it a certain way, but they can watch it any number of ways. So everybody can tune in. I know it's going to be super late in the night across the pond for our friends over in Scotland and, and in Europe. And but uh, you know it will be able to be be viewed as well uh, after the live stream. But if you want to get your questions in or you want to take part in the live chat and everything, uh, be there that day. But also something we're going to be doing annually is creating a brand new map. Last year, we had the Hyper RPG Studios map. This year, we have a new one, and it is Friday Night Lights-based. I know we in this community love our superheroes, but also I know a lot of people really love Friday Night Lights. And this map is going to base be based off of uh, one of the more iconic locations in Friday Night Lights. And, uh, you know, we'll, we will not be unveiling the image of that this Saturday, but it will be coming up in the next couple of weeks. That'll be available for purchase online uh, with all the proceeds going to the Huntington's Disease Society of America, as well as winnable uh, in the tournaments that we have throughout the weekend and also in the auction for anybody who can't attend. So we've got a ton of stuff outside of that. Everything else we had last year, factory sets, your sealed bricks, your prime and chase sets. Um, I know that we have Hammer of Thor Colossal sets that we are going to have uh, four of that we're going to be able to, uh, you know, put in the different places so that people can win them, whether it's in the tournament or the auction. And on top of that, we are actually going to be premiering the Harley Quinn convention exclusive, the Spider-Hulk convention exclusive, and the Fantastic Thor's convention exclusives uh, at our event weekend um, we're going to have a number of each of those uh, to be won or to be, you know, bid on in the auction. So that's just the tip of the iceberg with all the prizing that we have. But we'll have more of a complete rundown, of course, on Saturday as well. So I know the prizing last year was bonkers, and we're going to aim to match that every single year. And I think the coolest thing is the fact that year over year, a new POG is going to debut at our event, and it's going to be tournament legal. And it's going to be a big part of the game. Year over year, a legacy card will come spinning out of our event. Year over year, people will be able to make themselves into a figure that can go on any Switch Click space in Hero Clicks. And you can play anywhere at your local venue, anywhere you want to play it. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. We're going to show some of that art process of how those guys designed theirs from last year as well. And, um, you know, I just wanted to kind of let people know and assure people that it's going to be just as insane as it was last year from a prizing perspective. And even though it's in person, we're still going to have some things for those that can't attend, but the majority of the prizing is going to be there for the people that, uh, that are going to be in the building and, and be able to sit and play. I'm also going to be there the entire weekend. We have a sealed tournament that's happening on Friday and we're calling it Scott Porter versus the world. And I will be playing in that sealed tournament. Uh, we have something very cool that we're going to play. And we are going to have some sealed bricks of Disney Plus that'll be uh, some of the prizing for that Friday event. And I will be playing in Battle Royales both online and in person uh, throughout the course of the weekend as well. So hopefully I'll get to sit at a table with you in person and mix it up uh, or uh, chat with you a little bit over the, uh, you know, over the virtual waves uh, and play a, a match or two. And everybody who plays in a Battle Royale, there's going to be great prizing, just like there was for every single person that entered last year. Everybody's going to walk away with something. So it's going to be a full, full weekend. Yeah, that sounds... All of that, I mean, I, I 
all of it sounds pretty crazy what you're saying and this isn't even the big prizing announcement so that's what i'm even more hyped about is that yeah like we we even mentioned it last year that the main three things or you know the legacy card the switch clicks that was continuing but i feel like people just forgot uh that we were going to continue this and so i'm, I'm happy that we're able to keep that going and keep announcing it and remind people, hey, you know how crazy fun it was last time? It was all online. Now we've got kind of a hybrid. Prizing is still great. Like, I'm super pumped about it. I can't wait for it to be in person and finally have a lot of fun again in person. Because it's it's been a hot minute to have a multi-day long, like, multi-day tournament or weekend with Hero Clicks And a lot of good prizing. Yeah, and I know that uh, you know the elephant is in the room is is kind of the, the weekend that it is, and and look, I'm I'm just excited that we are able to have it at all. You know, I think that there is, you know, between work and between everything that's going on, that you know, a lot of people were getting worried that we weren't going to be able to have the event at all, and there was no way we were going to let that happen. You know, we want to make as much money as we can for this great cause. You know. I know it's a big family weekend for a lot of people, but uh, this cause really goes out to the HDSA and their their motto is family is everything. And the reason they say that is because this is, uh, Huntington's disease is a genetic disease that just tears through families because every child of a parent with Huntington's has a 50-50 shot of inheriting it. And we wanted to make sure that we did this event no matter what. And I know the timing of it is a little tricky for some people but we're trying to make sure like you said we have a hybrid event that we can we can do something for everyone but we're just excited to get together as a community and help families who need this this help the most um it is called a boutique disease not a lot of people know about it not a lot of fundraising is done for it so at the end of the day i'm going to take a weekend away from you know my family to do something for for other families in a big way and uh, I'm just excited to be out there and quite frankly, also very excited to sit down with the community because it's been years since I've been able to do that. So to meet a lot of you guys and, and girls in person and to just sit across from somebody and just play a game we love for a great cause for a little bit, um, it's going to be such a breath of, of fresh air, I think, for myself and, and hopefully a lot of other people out there. So, um, you know. <clears throat> what better way to give back than to to do something for other families who maybe don't have the chance to get out to dinner all the time or to spend a day together all the time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to give back in that way. Yeah, that's, um, that's going to be really awesome. I'm looking forward to it. So now I'm going to have to make sure I show up <clears throat> in enough time on Friday to uh actually i'm gonna be there thursday so i'll be able to play in scott porter versus the world so um i i plan on winning scott if we play around one or round five i mean what I if can't. i pull what if i pull a god pack no i'm <laughs> kidding uh if anybody pulls a god pack i think we have decided that uh you know well actually disney plus won't be available that's right disney plus right. will not be available i don't think for us that weekend um but we're gonna have disney plus as prizing uh, for that weekend but um yeah you know who knows it depends on what we pull right i mean there's some unbeatable pieces in sealed you know right that's uh 
I'm, I'm pretty good at that. I, I told you my secret. I always, I always pick a booster on the back right of the brick. You know, I'm gonna pull something good. Right. I was thinking about like good. So when you sit down. I was thinking about like what <laughs> is, um, like what are my goals for the weekend, right? And my my goal, um, you know, my goal is always to win, right? But I always set up my, you know, very specific goals, right? I want to win in the three v three. My team, my team is set up for that. I think pretty well and then in singles I've got my team ready um but I'm like okay so what's a specific goal right like sometimes you know winning is always the goal but um you know I got to be able to achieve that but like what's my one thing that I have to achieve and my one thing that I have to achieve is that if I play Scott in the Friday seal tournament I have to win um so. <laughs> I'll tell you what. And, I'll and, be doing and my a, best to make sure you don't get to check that off your bucket list. But in a, I in do a, lose. Yeah, I'll lose with grace and the knowledge that we right. made some money. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> we in, 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 in a competitive, friendly sort of way, you know, not uh, not in I'm going to uh, you know try to beat you know beat you up or anything. I will in, break you. Yeah, that definitely not portraying <laughs> definitely not trying to play it that way, but uh <laughs> um uh just in a just in a way that like, you know, I, I've gotta make it happen, right? Like I gotta be on point, right? Like if if I'm playing Scott, like I gotta be on point with sealed. So which is not which is not <laughs> I, I thought, spe- which thought. is not specifically my forte, right? I don't I'm not a great I'm not the best sealed player at all, so I'm I'm pretty good at it, but I will say this: I thought Daniel was going to sit down across the table from me, not Dolph Lundgren. So let's 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 take it just a little easy right. on the guy who gets to play a little less than everybody else. No, I no go as go as hard as you can. Um, like I said, I will I will take my lumps all weekend long. I will uh, lose with grace and dignity, knowing that we're we're raising money for a great cause, and uh, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm just super excited to to sit down at a table and roll some dice. Right. Uh, with people which i haven't done in a number of years it's been it's been too long since i've been able to do it so right yeah as, and as will i if i were to lose said uh theoretical game i would lose with grace and dignity but it's like you know it's like uh, you know I, i've won a, i've won a couple of rock cups you know I, i've been to that mountain and i'm like you know it's like it's like getting a collectible right it's like pulling a god pack i've never pulled a god pack right but so like I can't just make that happen, right? Like I can do my best to make a rock cup win happen, but it's like it's uh the collector in me to reference the uh the Disney Plus set, the collector in me has to have one of each rarity. So the win of Scott Porter in sealed is like uh is like having Howard the Duck at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And it's All a, right. It's a it's a weird All way right. to put it, right? Like it's it's like it's like on the tally box of the collector sheet there. Because I am a collector. <laughs> I am a collector, right? I know we talk about I'm a competitive we, we're competitive players here, but I am a I am a collector. Um, I have a uh, entire my entire office is dedicated to my clicks collection. So um, those those sorts of specific victories are uh, are there. So. Anyways, um, what else did you want to share about the the weekend, Scott, coming up? I mean, I think that's it. You know, mostly that, you know, it's just going to be an awesome weekend raising money for a fantastic cause. It's something we're going to be doing year over year. And people can expect this kind of prizing every time that we put Hero Clicks for Huntington's on an event weekend. Um, you know, 
it's rolled in with rock. I have to say thanks uh, to, to all these guys for, for helping out. Um, but, you know, 100% of the proceeds from the tournament on Sunday, 100% of the proceeds from the auction are all going to the Huntington's Disease Society of America. 50% of almost all of the rest of the events throughout the weekend are also going to the Huntington's Disease Society of America. And, you know, everything has a charitable element to it. And so it's just it's just going to be an awesome weekend where we're, we're, we're making money for a great cause. And I think it's a great excuse to get out and, and play a couple of games. Um, I know Silver Age has people sending a lot of questions my way, and that's more Kuz's department. So uh, with that, I, I will say to the community, send them all to him. His inbox is wide open. He can't uh, wait uh. to read all of them. <laughs> hey, at least... Right now, I, I, the one question I can't answer is everybody's been asking, you know, are you going to have an expanded ban list? Are you going to have an expanded ban list like you did last year? I think the thought within uh, our group of, of people is we want Silver Age to kind of try and settle itself. And it's going to be like the Wild West a little bit out there. But as of right now, we are going with the watch list. Things will probably change as we head up to the event. As we saw just a day or two ago, announcements are going to be made. Things are going to be you know, neutered, banned, put on the watch list. Uh, things are going to shift. Uh, we will do our best to stay on top of that and communicate to everybody. Uh, but as of right now, the watch list is a great tool to use to figure out what's going to be, um, you know, what's going to be legal or not within our big Sunday tournament. So, um, yeah, I would say that that is, that is the one question I've been getting a lot. And that's one that I can answer with a little bit of confidence right now is that we're, we're going by the watch list. And uh, as it shifts, we will shift as well. You're just happy that you don't have to deal with the comic book accuracy questions that we got last year. Because <laughs> there were so actually, many of those. <laughs> I know. And some people were really trying to put us to the limit. And we were figuring things out, though. you know. And that's the kind of conversations I love to have. I love the nerdy conversations of who wins this fight, this guy or this guy. I love that this game allows us to settle it on a mat as well, you know, with dice and, and figures. But, you know, I think the theme element is not gone going forward. I think it'll come back into play a lot of times. I think there's just a big shift within Hero Clicks uh, happening this particular year. And we are kind of at the vanguard of that. We are kind of the first one out of the gate. And, you know, holding this event in conjunction with WizKids, and I can't not say thank you to them enough uh, for supplying all of this incredible prizing. I mean, they do this out of the goodness of their heart. They don't make any money off of this event at all. Uh, when I say they donate this prize support, they, they donate it. Um, this is a cause they believe very much in, and they really love the fact that our Heroclix family can do something for other families and the fact that they get to play a part in that is enough for them and it's so cool but you know making the shift to silver age and seeing that become uh something that they're focused on as well we wanted to kind of roll with that this year and and, and see where it takes us and going forward these tournaments they're they're going to adjust every year so nobody's ever going to get bored coming to a hero clicks for huntington's event weekend because we will keep people on their toes and, uh, you know, that's what we look forward to doing in the future. And Coos, don't, don't think that you're free of all of these comic-based questions. You will be getting them in the years to come. <laughs> uh, just, just not this year. Instead, 
you get the pitchforks and torches uh a la young frankenstein outside your door so <laughs> hey at least i one thing is it just shows the creativity of the hero clicks community just talking about the most random i saw this comic where this one person was a family member of this comic or this person and it's like okay like that's really creative that you found it out even though you probably just looked it up on the wiki but it, it i will say creativity is i guess where hero clicks players really shine is what they come up with so yeah i i can't wait to see what we what we see hit the mat this weekend but all right gentlemen all well right, hey. i think you guys are going into silver age is that is that the next that's conversation right. i right. think yeah, i'm going so... to gracefully that's right. yeah <laughs> yeah so out, but... we're good so hey yeah no thanks uh thanks scott uh for uh joining us tonight and uh we uh we greatly appreciate you being on like um i feel like i'm a i feel like i'm a 10 year old child that uh just got to talk to santa claus um because i got to have we got to have uh scott porter on click stuff so that, that is very high praise but just wait until you uh you show up at the event weekend and and you see santa with no beard on and you're like wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute what? yeah yeah and, he, there. and then he crushes me and sealed after i've uh after and I've then talked. he wraps he unwraps your gift in front of you and takes it from you right. yeah that's that's gonna, that's gonna happen right he beat you beat uh, up you beat up mr chomps tonight you 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 vanquish mr chomps and then you're gonna crush me and seal in a couple of weeks and uh i'll, I'll be disheartened but uh, no no not at all not at all so but yeah, no, no well, Scott. Uh, go ahead, Daniel go ahead. and and Jason and, and Alex. I gotta say thank you so much for for allowing me the time to come on and, and chat about this, and also to just kind of get the you know, just to talk clicks with somebody. You know, talking about my memories of, of, of playing the game and and some of my favorite figures. Um, you know what I thought of the Disney Plus set. I don't get to have those conversations a lot in my everyday life. So it's, uh, it's just really, really fun to come on a show like this and big fan of you guys. And, and I appreciate the time. I, I really, really do. Cool. Well, thanks for being on, uh, Scott, all you gotta do is hang up and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue on. Yep. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Of course. Have a good one. You too. All right. Oh, guys, holy shit. We just had Scott Porter on the podcast. Wow. Where did all like, our listeners they, go? They just disconnected immediately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just closed oh, the podcast oh, down oh, immediately. So, <laughs> so the, for the 50% that's still here, we've got secrets for you. No, yeah. Hey, just real quick, everybody. Just want to let uh, everyone know Oxig is a buy-sell buy, discuss platform built to help users connect and find great deals. Whether you're a buyer, seller, collector, or player, the Heroclix Cafe is waiting for you. Click the link in the show description to join Oxit today, and it will be a part of the Huntington's event here in a few weeks, so you'll want to go ahead and get signed up and ready for that to score some great deals later. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. That, uh... Woo! Yeah, that, that was, was pretty cool. It was exciting. It was exciting. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. Chomps. Did... Yeah, we're going to... You're going to have to have a talk with Mr. Chomps. I... He's... He's not... I don't know how he's going to recover from this, so... Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know either. Um, yeah, I'm shocked to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the, 
send ripples through the swamp for sure. <laughs> So, All right, so Silver Age? Silver Age, yeah. So, yeah, like I said before, we were going to start our Disney Plus review, but um, Tyler can't join us. He really wants to do the set review. So we're going to just answer a lot of the questions that y'all had about um, Silver Age and uh, go through that as we head into Rock Cup. And this weekend is the first two events for Silver Age as well, so... Yeah, so um, let me talk about that for a second. So there's the big regional down in Huntsville. I'll be running that one, actually. Um, so that'll be, or I'll be judging it and all of that stuff. So that'll be a lot of fun. It's our first bigger tournament to really kind of be the litmus test because kind of what Scott was talking about, it's we're only going to have, it, it. I hearken it back to Howard's, uh, win with Goblin King year because that was the year that what if came out like what a couple weeks before nationals and it was legal like it was just like a brand new meta right before the event I just remember it being like a quick turnaround right and so that's kind of what we're experiencing here because remember the the singles event is a national uh, silver age national championship and there's only going to be three weeks of data essentially starting this weekend and then the subsequent weekends leading into the event so it's kind of uh and it's obviously going to be a lot bigger uh, like a lot more uh, chaos because silver age is just massive so i'm super eager to see what comes out of this weekend in huntsville um and the other one's in north carolina north carolina yeah the comic the comic the comic dimension so yeah, so I'm super eager. I'm going to try to get... I'll have all the build sheets, so I'll be putting all that info up in the spreadsheet, hopefully, after, clearly after Easter. But, um, yeah, it's I'm, I'm pumped. I'm waiting to see what creativity comes out, or if it's just going to be a bunch of modern teams, like if Jason, Jason showed up. Um, right. Just a bunch of <laughs> modern <laughs> teams. But um, super eager to see what it is. So. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. So, um, yeah, so the 16th is North Carolina, and uh, North, the, it's all wrong on the website, but North Carolina, the event is for the 16th. And then next weekend, we have Highlander in New Jersey, uh, and then Texas, and uh, then the week after that, right before Rock Cup, we have Florida and Smetrat in Colorado and Comet Cult in Torrance, California. So, um, yeah, I am excited to see um, what comes out of it. And now after talking with Scott, I'm excited to go to Rock Cup. So um, I will have to make sure to take care of my wife slash mother of my child and my actual mom very well before the event so yeah i'm planning for me because obviously i'll be gone that weekend i'm probably and i've mentioned this to a few people i know not everyone has this type of relationship with their mother or or whatnot but i'm probably going to take her out that week and just kind of have a mom and sunday is is my hope um to where like maybe we'll go to a movie or i'll take her out to dinner it's my treat so i might arguably do i won't say more for her than i would normally on on mother's day but um more one-on-one 
I should say, because I, I do have a sibling. So this would be like a more one-on-one -on -one time, right. which I think she might appreciate more. But it's going to be a crazy weekend. Um, the website, we didn't mention this. So the Heroclix for Huntington's website is, I think, currently live. It should be, I'm the one running it, so I would know. Um, but it doesn't have all the info on there. We're going to add all the prizing info on there. We're going to add a, a little bit. It's kind of still raw right now. But when he makes the announcement on Saturday, knock on wood, um, I'm hoping all of that will be on the website so you can look at it visually as well. As far as the breakdown, what is going in the auction, what's going in the tournament, what's going in the sealed tournament, all of that stuff. So HeroClipsForHuntingtons.com is the website. Uh, right now it has a, a, a kind of bare-bones schedule of what to expect at the tournament. Um, and that might get updated a little bit more as well. Just know that there's kind of three major tournaments. Um, and then Thursday, the kind of the welcome event will have its own thing. But the three major tournaments is the sealed event on Friday, the 3v3 on Saturday, and then the singles event on Sunday. Those are just the three bigger tournaments. And I know Scott Porter versus the World we kind of advertised it as just a sealed tournament, but it's it's bigger than you guys are probably expecting. Like, it's not just a, we're going to play some sealed guys. Like, it's going to be, like, good prizing. Uh, Scott's going to be in it. Like, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, a lot more than I think people were expecting. You know, you see sealed tournament, you're like, oh, yeah, that's part of the, you know, that's how it happens. So I, I look at this weekend as more of a three major tournament weekend right so i'm, super I'm excited about it. i'm excited and yeah. uh you know something i'm sad yeah i know something that i normally don't you know don't be I don't, i'm not normally so boisterous about going for a for a win at an event but uh, i figure if there's a one that i'm going to be boisterous about it's a win over scott porter um so <laughs> but uh yeah so uh that uh, that's going to be fun. So, um, you know, um, I and, and I will I will say this real quick. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I should check and see if it's even open that day. But if you're on the fence and maybe it's not your mom, but you want to celebrate your wife, um, and you have kids and whatnot, you can just bring them down to Huntsville, and like you could take them all to the Space Rocket Museum Center. I took my kids there uh, last fall. And they had a blast. It was really, really cool. I don't know if it, like, if you haven't been to the U.S. Space and Rocket Center at Huntsville, it's well worth the price of admission. So, you know, just throwing out options in Huntsville, not that I'm part of their, you know, tourist, tourism board. You're not part of the board. tourism board? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. We, we know. No, we but know, I, I know took the kids there. I took the kids there last fall for, like, a day trip, and they had a blast. It was, we were there most of the day. So... Just something to keep in mind. And there's a lot of other stuff to do there. Right. So so, um, so the first question I wanted to answer was Scott Crampton's question about Silver Age seems so overwhelming for people. How can you break it down into some teams people can run? I think new people are scared they will be trapped or tricked with new interactions. So I would say Silver Age is not more inherently there's not you're not going to be trapped or tricked, right? That's what the ban list is for. The ban list got rid of any of the infinite negative play experiences, right? 
We're not talking about we're talking about Silver Age. We're not talking about resources. We're not talking about the Book of the Skulls coming back, right? It, it's figures from the past. What six years is when Superior Foes came out? I think so. Yeah, uh, 2016. Yeah, that sounds about right. 2016. Yeah, um, a little less than six years. Yes. Yeah, a little less than six years ago. So you know everything's on the new card style. Most of the stuff is worded with the new rules. Um, you know the. So I don't think anybody's going to be trapped or tricked or anything. Right, I expect most things to be modern teams with ID cards added. Um, yeah, I think, like, first off, great question. I think it's not tricks. I think it's more of either it's going to be old players that forget certain pieces exist, or it's figure like Shredders, for example. All of us went through the war times known as, like, Shredderville. You know, we all still have ptsd over shredders so people might forget shredders exist does that mean shredders are great not necessarily but you might still be surprised oh there's this figure that can just walk up to you and deal one pen damage like that there's those type of figures uh captain america sam captain america she could be carried and then be giving a a non a, a, a she could be given a costed action right like that might be something where oh i didn't know there was a figure that could do that Right. Those are the type of figures that, you know, you're gonna have to just do your research or just kind of know that there's nothing game breaking, like you were saying. There's just figures with cool interactions you may not have. Well, I don't want to say unexpected. There's just figures with unique things. And right. what you could do if you're trying to look at it is if, you know, if you're a new player getting into the game, you might be able to just look at old nationals and worlds lists. Yeah, I would say 2019 Nationals, 2019 Worlds is going to be the peak of the ID card era that's relevant for Silver Age. Yeah, because if we're talking ID cards, there's not a lot of crazy ones that are older. You know, the old IDs from sets that aren't legal. There's not a lot of those that are going to just rock your world. Most right. of the IDs that are really good right now are the x-men ones and then there's some world finest ones so i i silver age is not necessarily new person friendly i think we can all agree to that right like it's the, not the, a... the power level is certainly higher than modern is currently yes well also just a general accessibility to figures right. if i'm new to the game i could go out and try to get almost any modern figure pretty well but some of these older sets you know maybe there's not a lot of joker's wild out there there probably is but right. i'm just saying right. less availability so, so so here's what so here's what i would say scott asked like how can you break it down into some teams people can run um like if i wanted a new person that wanted to go to rock cup I would hand them full point uni mind or full point goblin king i would explain to them the certain situations that they're likely to see that might mean they auto lose i i know that's a strong term to use but like here's all of the silver bullets to full uni and full got and full goblin king if these things happen you might lose but if you just do these things you could probably go two three maybe three two in a tournament um 
Now, if you want a little something a little bit more complex, right, you know, you have your Thanos teams, right? If you're comfortable with playing Thanos in Modern, you can play Thanos in um, Silver. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's what, one thing people forget. Like, before all these ID cards were brought into the fray, a lot of people were saying Silver Age is just Modern Age with the sprinkling of old figures. So if you are experienced with a team in Modern Age, no, absolutely nothing wrong with just playing that in Silver Age and just seeing if there's any wiggle room for you to maybe add some IDs onto it or if there's one or two figures that are lower point, like a Groot or a Floriquasis that can fit on your team. Like you can easily tailor your modern team and just add some Silver Age, or you don't even have to add any, and you could still probably be very successful with right. it. And I'm thinking like uh, the other big one, uh, just like go to Realms and go to the unit section and just like type in points equal to 10. And just look at all the cool stuff that's out there for 10 points that's in Silver Age. Now, I know they don't have a Silver Age uh, thing, but, like, the the Turtles Pogs, um, the... Mudman? Uh, Mudman's 20. 20. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. But, uh, the, yeah, but you've got, uh, you got the Giant Girls, both of them. Um, that's huge, right? Carnage, Flora... Um, some of the equipments, right? Uh, you know what? There's. I was even looking the other day, and um, Ben Urick oh, yeah. from ADW yeah. is a ten-point Spider-Man family character. Now, am I playing him? No, but he can. He gets rid of Mastermind and Shape Change. On a on a, at the beginning of your turn, right? So he was one of those at your beginning of your turn, select a character within four squares line of fire to, to your next turn. That character can't use mastermind or shape change. But I was building off of a modern team, and I was like, who is out there in these key keywords that I'm using, manipulating with Spider-Man family? That's ten points. And I was like, holy crap, Ben Ulrich. I don't even remember him from ADW, right? But I'm like, that is a fairly interesting type figure. Um, but you got uh, the thug that can go on any team. So there's a lot of these low point sort of figures that are out there um, that can just sprinkle in with any team. If you're a little bit worried about diving into full um, full silver. Um, and I, I might, now that we're talking about it, I might either do a live stream or a video for like a beginner's guide to Silver Age. Like if you're a modern player that you want to branch out into silver age it's not as spooky as you think because you know yeah. everyone thinks golden age how how crazy golden age is silver is definitely not that id cards aren't the bane of all existence i don't think so at least no. um, but obviously we still got weeks to, to, to look at it right but I, I think probably before rock cup um i'll do either a live stream next week or something to just kind of go over a beginner's guide to silver age because it's if you're a modern player just play your modern team and just look at see what you can add don't break the bank to buy a bunch of silver age don't try to bring every all the silver age back a lot the only what a lot of current meta players are doing is doing just that taking their modern team looking to see what they can add silver wise right the crazy people like myself 
are the ones that are going what was good in silver can i bring that up to modern standards right and i think don't the worry about that. i think the biggest thing that that brings is like pj's foot elite team uh, excuse me uh it well, wasn't okay PJ, sorry what it very successful with it okay but sorry alex's foot elite team PJ primarily PJs, but I've been talking about foot elite also. But it is primarily PJs. Okay, all right. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you there, Alex. Hey, if um, we gave PJ credit for every, his name would be on every team except for <coughs> Unimind, right? Unimind and Thanos. Thank you. Yes, thank you. like he would be on every team. So if it's something that's like, okay, I've played before. Uh, did I play it at Rock Cup? I played it. I know I played Star at Rock Cup, but I've played it. I did no, I think I did play it at a rock cup sometime. But you did. You you played it the year I won in twenty eighteen. Yeah. So so yeah. P, so technically, PJ does have his name on that one because he took it to second place at Canada Cup that year, and Canada. he made a couple of um um he made a couple we made a couple of changes because of that event. So I mean, what's the exchange rate of that second place though? That's my question. Um, I anyway. Know. But, but yeah, that Silver Age, the, there is a higher level of entry for newer players. And I know that's a little spooky. I know there's, I've seen a lot of comments on Facebook of the modern players that are just like, I don't, I'm not interested. And I think it's just, they are thinking it's like another Golden Age where there is a lot of gotcha moments in Golden Age. Or there used to be until Majestic's ironed them out. Silver Age doesn't have that because all those gotcha moments kind of went away before silver age was even a thing right so yeah i'm with you so um yeah but that was my first thought of just what is the most silver age based team and it was the the foot elite right so you know that team as p as pj played it at 2019 nationals that he got top four with because mm -hmm. uh, he lost to uh pat um, I, I think that that team could be just played as is right now. Now, there is some updates to it. Like, PJ wants us to talk about Captain Carter when we get to uh, Disney+. Plus. Um, but, um, but yeah, yeah, so that was the first question I wanted to talk about is it, it's not... And I would... I, I expect that in Sunday's event, you know, the top eight players are probably all going to have some silver element on their team um but like i would not be surprised if every team in the top eight was this is a modern team with silver sprinkled in except for probably i'm going to assume there's probably at least one goblin king in the top eight i don't think so i think so but i i think that you know i think old gobnobber can do it I'm not playing Gobnobber. I'm planning on trying to beat him, but I, I think that uh, uh, he could do well. Jason, do you think that's what you would play if you if you got the opportunity to go to Rock Cup at this point? What, Goblin King? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. I just, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I just, I don't know. I think he's still tough, and that's just, I don't know. I'm I'm comfortable with playing him. I liked playing him before, so. I mean, I think he's fine now. I believe he's uh, at two seventy five. Yeah, I mean, I think you could just roll the shape change, right? Like yeah. they bring out Green Arrow. All right, 
pumping him up. Enhancement perplex, 15-6. Here we go. Uh, shape change. Right? Yeah. All right, here we go. Here comes Sky Tyrant, Joker's Gas Canister, Crowbar, uh, Moloid, Super Senses. Oh, I prob you. I rolled a back-to-back -back threes. Just never know, right? Right. Uh, yeah. And I then, think, and then old Gobnobber goes, hiya! Yeah, it's it's really just pulse wave, man. I think people are just. Well, under, so like, like I I I like that Alex and like because pulse wave interrupts the duration of his powers that he picks. Right. But you but. have to you have to get to him with a pulse wave before he starts KOing your stuff. Right, because you're like, Gobnobber goes after your retail, right, Go gets 10, 20, 30, 40 points, starts picking at your little people, right, your perplexers, your enhancements, your support, your outwitters, right, starts picking you apart. And then, right, your big guy just can't do enough against him. So you have to get into position with a pulse waver, interrupt his duration, that's one or two actions, then you have to be able to follow up with the rest of them, with yeah, penet with, like with penetrating damage, with big damage. Yeah, I mean, he's got invincible on his dial. I mean, I'm not convinced there's a ton of pulse wave either. Well, we still got IDs. I think that's the the kicker. No, that's oh, what I'm saying. The ID plus pulse wave is two of four. Can you finish okay. off? Can you finish off Gobnobber with two actions? Uh, I mean, with a guy tyrant, yes. But the other thing is, he doesn't. He also doesn't have the special terrain because I know some of the builds was he used the what star car, yeah, for that mm -hmm. ESD. So he doesn't have that. Yeah. It doesn't mean he doesn't have other options. He right. can still equip and still have the shape change. So sure, I just think whereas before it was, I've got to boost up a, a pulse wave and hit him for five and hope I could do it again. And that's it, because I'm just not getting through anything else. I think he's just more vulnerable now because you could just use the pulse wave. You don't even have to hit with it because you just turn off his power, and then you have two or three other attacks, two attacks. But if you don't likely. hit with it, then he's still a 19. Right, I yeah, understand, but that that becomes a numbers game. Is that not right. the same? Is that not the same against defensive teams that roll a 21? Like I'm saying, it's easier than it. I'm saying it's easier now than what it was before. That's he's what not I'm defenseless, Paul. He's not defenseless either. Oh like, man, Alex, I don't know if I can. I, what I can't agree with you on is that it's it's easier than before. It is substantially harder to go through Goblin King than it was before. Yeah, you're not going to hit him for big damage with a pulse wave. But remember, that was but in that time period, that was a hail mary. When you faced a Goblin King, you were sitting there thinking, I've only got two shots at Pulse Wave. Because you weren't really playing a Pulse Wave person. You were, like, calling in. Well, so, like, to be honest, like, I played Uni. I'm just going to be well, honest. okay. Yeah, so, but yours, yes, yours is a little different. Right, so I literally literally turn two, I was Pulse Wave and Goblin King for uh, five. And then I did it again. Yeah, most people, though, were relying on Storm and relying on Iceman. That is like those are my two call impulse waves. It was storm, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, the the 
the as the uh, the storm Asgard the Asgard oh. storm chase ice no man. no no yeah 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 those two or the hundred and fifty point um, Phoenix force storm yeah so it's like okay I've got two shots yeah if he somehow if I miss one of those the game is basically over because he's gonna hide in his little goblin hole and he's gonna sit there after taking out uh, he doesn't even have to kill anything because I gave up five or three points to do it. I can't care. Yeah, so I mean, like, so whenever I beat David at Rock Cup, you know, in the top 32, right, like, you just have to pour attacks onto him, right? And what happens if he just starts rolling shape change and super senses and... Oh, I know very firsthand, that same Rock Cup. He knocked me out before I could get the top 32. It was a match between me and him to make it into top cut. And I remember I was so mad because I was playing. Was that the year yeah, I was that, playing? That Star was the year you were playing Star. Yeah, yeah. So I was sitting there like I've only got a couple shots, and I was so mad because we were we were mad we weren't mad at David for playing Goblin King. We knew why, but I remember Sam giving him crap about it. And I sat down. And I was just like, of course, out of everything I have to face to get in, it's Goblin King. And I remembered David telling me, man. I'm sorry. He's like, I'm so sorry for this. I feel bad. And I'm like, it's okay. It's just how this lined up. Because I had my shots, but like I had a couple shots. Like, not even legitimate shots. What I'm saying now is that I can call in a Jubilee for, what, at 35 points or something with a Pulse Wave. Because I don't care about the damage. I care about just activating Pulse Wave. And so that's what I mean by, sure, if you're playing a piece that has access to Pulse Wave before, like you to mind, then obviously it's way easier than it was before. Back, I don't know. It was way better back then. I don't know. I, I don't think know. being you're, able to just shut up. I don't know, man. Off. I don't know. I, you're, Maybe I, you can, I mean, there's, it's just not, I don't know. I don't think you, I don't think it's as good as you think it is. I think we, I mean, not that we have time to do this before Rock Cup, but it'd be interesting to do some practice games or. I mean, I guess theory. I guess we'll see, right? I mean, this episode's going up before the first events, right? So, like, you know, if you've got a buddy out there that's you know at one of these regional events that's on the fence, how about this? If you're that buddy and you listen to the episode, or you're that guy, show that have him listen to this part of the episode. And please, new guy, would you try Goblin King for us? That the end statement, right? Report back and go in having fun, go in picking powers, and just be like, I'm gonna pick two powers and just see what happens. He may not win. But you don't want to sit down and, and see him across the table from you because he might just ruin your whole freaking day. Yeah, I think people need to still think about, and I think that's the that's probably why he will do better than expected in these first few tournaments is because Pulse Wave has taken a hit in a lot of people's heads, and so no one is really equipping Pulse Wave like outside of like Thanos team if you're playing Black Panther as a call in well if you have Goblet Black Panther he has access to Pulse Wave if you need it like there are options at certain yeah. levels it's just people aren't just going to have those as options right it isn't like the old days where we had a lot of sideline space and we could play multiple Cyclops multiple Jean Greys or, or multiple mm-hmm. Iceman whatever we wanted 
we're only playing one because we don't really have we don't want that flexibility because we have other things we've got to play so he's probably going to do fine to start with because people aren't playing pulse wave on id that's and they should because it's just generally still good for other characters besides goblin king but it is what it is right um so scott also asked a question um what so alex you're going to plan on publishing an article about id cards here really soon right um and then what do we think if you had to pick four must do id cards what would they be um so i i'm personally i think there's the low pointers right that's what i think of what are the low pointers that's 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 the must that can go on nearly every team that comes out lex superman flash uh dr fate um the dr fate's probably not in the top three but Flash, Lex, and Superman are probably the top three in that low point category. I mean, is Dr. Fate really low point? You can't call him out at 10, can you? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Can you? Okay. Yeah, and that turns off Perplex. So. Yeah, it's super solid. Um, and you that's get an enhancement. I think Lex, I personally like Lex a little bit better because Lex comes in with enhancement and you get to use Outwit. Um, yeah, Su- Superman enemy team ability to be fair so it isn't like he could just does he have outwit no no he right. grants the he grants the team ability so like right so if you're if you're just one person if you retail and come over the, no I'm just thinking about like, no he he doesn't himself but um like if your group retails and calls it and gets a, a walking wood out then you call it out then group can use outwit with the walking wood being the lower point figure right i have likes so the way i'm I'm working on the spreadsheet i've i've gone back and fixed all the changes from yesterday or the day before when they took away other identities and real names so took those out that actually kills uh, some more ids like we lose spectrum we lose a couple others because we could have played monica rambo um we, we lost a couple, but I'm going through, and the way I have it broken up, and this will be on our website, um, hopefully, like, next week, um, is I have them color-coded to where every inspiration is either green, it's good, yellow, it's situational, or red, it's just bad. And Lex, I have as a situational, because it is. It's Superman, giving, granting Superman enemy team ability isn't good, it's just good in certain instances. It's not good all the time as opposed to shape change or you know shape change is generally always going to be good or invincible whenever you play that it's most likely going to be good you know like 80 percent of the time 90 percent of the time you're playing superman it's going to be a good inspiration for lex i don't know if i feel that that is the now the, the figure you're bringing in sure like that's clearly a good figure for 10 points right yeah like, i'm just thinking that's just icing on the cake right the inspiration is good and then the icing on the cake is uh just the figure that you pull in uh, backwards the figure that you call in yes. is really good <laughs> 11 you. sorry 11 for three with precision strike and enhancement that's cake 
the inspiration is icing. So, uh, yeah, but I, like, but like big point ones, right? Uh, Black Panther. Um, shit. And once, once. 50? 150. 150. Yeah, and his right. inspiration's really good. Batman is really good with his inspiration. Um, I'll, I'll just go ahead and remind everybody uh, Batman plus Black Panther plus Autonomous Pog. Um, really OP. Inspiration is it gives you barrier, smoke, cloud, and stealth. Right. So that's what he means for both of those. Yeah, so just popping off with Autonomous Barrier is pretty good. Uh, yeah, like uh, any of your call-in retails are going to be good. We lost some because we lost all the Phoenix-based ones um, with the other identities. Well, just the one, but... just the one, but yeah. Well, right, but we had like three IDs that could use for that one figure. Oh, yeah, 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 I get you. Yeah, so we had we had multiple options for that. Uh, so right now, I think we're left with like Iceman and Miss Marvel, and that might be it. Um. Yeah, I think it's just the storm and storm. It, that's not really a colossal, but it's a retail. Right, retail. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, if you're, we're gonna soon publish. You know, I guess technically Spider Man. No, that's Spider Man family. I was yeah. gonna say there's that there's that retail Spider Man, right? Yeah, in in situ yeah, certain situations, it has to be the keyword. I think you said. Yeah, Spider Man. Scott Porter's yeah, favorite figure. There, there are some really good inspirations, but there's some now that just don't have good figures, unfortunately. Right. So, right. But I would say, like, those are probably my top. There's a lot of good, a lot of good figures. Um, like uh, calling out Chase Black Widow. Oh yeah. Oh of yeah. Course. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Any any figure that can bring out a pog is really yeah. good. And there's a lot of those. And there's, there's a lot quite of a few. Venom. You could bring in Venom, yeah. power action to bring in this I don't know why you would do that, but it is an option. One of is, it a, is it is it is a power or free? Um unless it gets attacked or he hits he does it. Oh if free. he hits, yeah, he can do it, right? Yeah. I mean he's not bad. And he generates yeah, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, Cap Captain Marvel, I think, is probably one of my top, maybe top five, um, at least top ten, because amazing inspiration, giving everybody power cosmic is great, like, just great in general. And then that Ca uh, Captain America and Avengers Captain Marvel is just good in general, being able to hypersonic, hit somebody, deal the one after, pop out a Chewy, and then... I mean, or considering now that hyper, you know, leaking hyper off the map too. Right, but you wouldn't. You'd have to, yeah. You drop Chewy and then hyper, yeah. So I mean, it's awesome. Like she, right. that's a really, really, really good ID right. card. All right, like, so let's it's a really strong figure. Let's stick to our. Let's stick to uh, what, what Scott's question here is. So now that we're talked about it, top four. Um, Jason, do you have a specific top four that you've looked at? Like, what are your go-to top four? Of ID cards, I don't know. I haven't really delved into it a whole lot because I don't know when I'm gonna play Silver Age. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Wolverine's always still really good. I think. Right. Uh, inspiration is healing one is just really good, and there's a lot of good Wolverines out there you can bring in. Mm -hmm. 
Alex, what is? I know you're going to work on your spreadsheet. I know you got a lot of red, yellow, greens. You said, um, but give us give us your top four. Um. All right. So I I really believe it's very situational based off of the team. But so like ones I'm looking to add to generally most teams. Um, one is obviously the Captain Marvel. Um, two Shang Chi. I still think is really good. Giving he's I think one of the only access to precision strike. But giving everyone precision strike, plus one to close attacks, and then that that Shang Chi's really good from War of the Realm. So he actually, I don't know if he honestly makes top four, but he's one that I would want to mention just because. Top four, like Alex. That, top four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commit okay, to well, top four for Scott. Um, I don't think I could put Gene up there anymore. Can you believe that? Um, neither Gene. Uh, neither Gene ID, I mean. Um, okay. I think if we're going specific, man, that's tough, man. Um, Storm? I feel like a Storm ID, there's a lot of good Storms. Either it's the 2x2 two two or the... Actually, there's not a lot of good Storms. It's the 2x2 two two or the Asgardian one. Um, but the three targets, that's big for mm -hmm. a lot of things. And then bringing in that 2x2... Two which is also nutty. Um, it's a prime, but still. I think that maybe tops my... Uh, it, not tops, but is in my top four. Um, so that one, Captain Marvel, I'll say Shang-Chi for now. I mean, I don't want to default to, like, Superman, because Superman and Robot is obviously yeah. really good. And I don't want to default to... I don't want to default to yours. Uh, so I haven't looked at Joker or Harley Quinn, but maybe... I haven't gotten through the DC ones. That's the problem. So, um, if well, I you, you, you don't more, have to, you don't just have to be a contrarian, Alex. You could. I want to. I want to give people options because that's the the beauty yeah. of all these yeah. IDs being back. Is right. there's so I'm many with options. I'm with you. Um, yeah. The only other one I can think of that people might not be thinking about is Century. Like, yeah, I'm glad ever... you're. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, your your uh, your uh, your podcast host happens to have five of those in his possession that he would like to sell. So Sentry, yeah, let's pump Sentry, Alex. Yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, I got my old Sentry ID card sitting around somewhere, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. So the inspiration, while you may think isn't good, it's really good. Like just giving range combat expert in general is good. But it's one of the only inspirations we have that can deal your people damage because we don't have access to that anymore to where you just easily deal your own people damage. Right. So if you have pogs, like if you're playing with paparazzi and you roll a one and you're like, crap, I've only got one paparazzi, I would like to re-roll that and get something better. Well, you could call in a century and have another person attack you know don't waste the id just for century but then you can have your paparazzi use range combat extra because they have what a, a range two. of some sort right two yeah but that's still two range combat expert for maybe one damage and then they die after actions resolve cool and then i can now bring out more paparazzi like there's there's uses for that that i don't know if people are um thinking about yet and that century honestly isn't bad as a call-in. Mm -hmm. Anything other than that, he's bad. But 50-point call-in, not terrible. 
So I think Sentry is a low key one people want to take it about. All right, then I'll give the I'll give the default answer. Then so how about that? Um, Beast, Wolverine, Superman, Black Widow. Super solid. Super solid. Um, those are my top four. If you're going to hold me to four, those are the four I'm going to be looking at most of the time for my type of team. Um, so John Marillo named an uh, name an underrated figure that you think should get more love in the Silver Age format that's mostly overlooked. Um, maybe we answer that question better, John, like in a few weeks. Because uh, maybe we think it's being overlooked, but somebody in California is like, oh, I'm going to play the shit out of that figure and win with it. <laughs> I'm going to make him not overlook this. I don't know. Like, um, I would say, oh. I would say, uh, how about an overhyped figure? It's going to be some, well, real quick before we jump to that. Okay. It's going to be some stupid figure from like ADW or something. Because you brought up Ben Ulrich, and I don't remember Ben Ulrich. And that made me remember that I don't remember half of the figures in that set anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like, I'm playing the owl. You weren't expecting the owl. Oh my gosh. I had to play the owl in Sealed, the team Sealed for that event. Oh my gosh. Please don't ever make me play against an owl again. Here's the worst super rare. Here's Kingpin. I'm just kidding. I'm actually kidding. That, that Al did work for me because he had uh, charge and he had flight. So he was actually pretty good. But There's just going to be figures that were like, wait, this was a thing? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> ADW. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> what do you, what do you think? So, Jason, what do you think? What What's a overlooked figure out there? Um I tell you what came to mind from me for from me for you um, was I remember we played ADW sealed and you pulled Chase Hulk and Chase Hawkeye. Uh huh. Uh -huh. And wow. what what I was thinking of was that Chase Hulk. Yeah, that's been a hot minute since I looked at him. He's pretty good though. Yeah, because he oh. um, we were talking about giving him Steel Energy and Colossal Stamina. Mm -hmm. And well, he has yeah. colossal stamina, and just yeah. having him go tanky tank 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 because his stop click is on his damage slot, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and he has old good quake. True. He has printed damage yeah. value quake. Yeah, I, yeah, I have not looked at him in forever. Yeah, I've kind of just. Like, forgot about all that stuff. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I'd probably want to play some Juggernaut again, uh, just because I can put Ock Arms on him again. Ooh, <laughs> I like that answer. Um, I think probably the overlooked figure that uh, that I bought as soon as Silver Age was allowed last year um, is Ironheart. I haven't seen a lot of people talking about Ironheart again yet. Oh yeah. She is scientist and she is still super solid for 25 points. Hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Especially without pushing damage now. Um Oh, you got, you wanted to push with her before. Yeah, to get her on to prob or something, but yeah. Um I mean just a super solid sidestep 
transporter piece with fly and outwit is fine right and like, then and then call in sentry mm-hmm. and she can attack 11 for three and then she goes to prob that's right there you go perfect yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. that's uh that's a pretty good idea yeah, um, I mean, unavoidable so so i tell you what what i am beginning to be concerned about as far as over hypeness goes um is groot i, I think mean, aren't you the one hyping them <laughs> Right, I think I have been. I think I have maybe led astray because what? of the uh, the increase of four by four maps. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are single base teams now that fill up four by four starting areas. Oh, uh, yep, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know if you can count on walking woods as much as you could before. Because it was pretty much back in the day that, like, Tyler's team was the only team that filled up starting areas. Right. Or uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Sorry. Hawkeye and Tyler's Monsters were the only teams that filled up starting areas on a regular basis. So you could count on the majority of your matches getting Groot. And I think that, yeah, you probably still can, but the 4x4 starting area is a bigger deal, right? Because three Colossals and four Littles fill up a 4x4. So you may not get your Walking Woods. I mean, if X-Men catch on and they start playing a freaking Blackbird... Just a block of their starting area, and then switch it out with Professor X. That's right. You're right. I mean, I guess that doesn't work. Is it beginning a game? It's, it's beginning, beginning a games. game. Yeah. So it would so work. It, it, it would work if they win map. Yeah. Or let's say you win map, and your ideal map versus their team is a four by four. Right. You might have to forego Walking Woods as a choice. I think, I think people just forgot how Groot was at the end of his life. Groot literally just became a leadership person who occasionally gave you good pogs. Like, because he was always one of the first ones to die. Like, I remember it's like, I don't, I don't think, there was a couple tournaments where I didn't get to retail with him at all. Because it's just, he instantly either died to Hawkeye or Vulture or whoever. He just died. Right. Period. Because 20 points is a lot for in an ID heavy Flora Colossus 10 point heavy thing. 20 points, that's great. So I just remembered Groot dying a lot. And he became a, well, he's the best leadership. So I'm going to play Groot and hope I get some walking wood. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you hope you get a couple turns with Groot. Right. And, and I think we've got to remember that reality. Um, and not be too glamorized with the walking woods. You know, just my opinion. This is, sounds like what you say in the mirror before you go to bed. You're like, okay, okay, Daniel. Don't glamorize walking woods. <laughs> we got this. Right. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, well, that's, I don't know. That's why I do a podcast, right? I share my thoughts, right? I don't know. That's pretty much the same, same idea, that's- right? I, I like that though. That is, a, I do think it is a very 
hyped up. Like, immediately. Silver Age is a thing. It's like, ah, well, Groot. Clearly. Like, I think that's the first thing I ever heard about Silver Age was Groot. 20 points, fits on almost every team. Monster, mm. ruler, cosmic, he's amazing. Go. Yeah. And he is, but a little over high. Monster teams fill up every single map now. No, oh, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, good luck. Yeah. You got it. So, um, Emmanuel asks, optimal number of IDs. So... I think you got to remember, right, you've got, it's just math, right? So at 15 points, you can do 3335, or you can do 555. Um, or at 10 points, you can do 55, 53, 333. So I think at this point, right, with the power level that we have in modern, you have to be able to say, are I, you can't just cram IDs on that. Like you used to be able to, like I don't think like like Kobic unseen ID card battery teams are just a are just a thing anymore. Um, I think well that's because that, that's because they're inferior to Thanos. Uh, I think they're just inferior to Sky Tyrant and Thanos and wrecker and all this other shit that just comes down your starting area with a 14 attack and yeets the shit out of you well i'm just, I'm just thinking if you're thinking of an id battery you want to i mean thanos is just the id battery and more right but like so wrecker like yeah i get it but uh i mean like wrecker is still really good you know all these other modern teams right have good id card batteries on them for their point cost right like anything that has a 30 point figure can call out a double charging flash. All right, so yeah, you just like sprinkle that in. Malcolm Man can call out flash. Seems yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So yep. I think you focus on augmenting the power of your modern team with more IDs, whether that's defensive or offensive, right? So if you have a modern team where you need to shore up a little bit of a defense, Maybe you call out a big defend piece. Maybe you, uh, or if you need a little bit more offense, maybe you call out a flash. Maybe you call out, um, shit, I don't know, Black Widow, right? You know, something like that. Absolutely. Do you think people play play teams that are just like all Silver Age pieces up like they used to play? I think I think the soldier would be the close one, the closest one. Uh, soldier is definitely going to be ha- yeah. It's definitely going to have newer pieces though, but it'll have newer. But I think it'll be the majority of old. I think over a hundred and fifty will be old pieces. That is shredders. If someone's going to play a shredder team, it may have like a new transporter. You know, they may play chip or something or a monster transport taxi but that that i could see as well it's just kind of a full shredder team not i sprinkle shredder onto a monster team right like shredders getting transported by green lantern with a flash or something yeah maybe you know yeah right yeah i yeah i mean that's a huge thing is um yeah just carry mini shredder claw shredder or shredder clone up in the 
you can even do it on a scientist team, just not thematic, and um, get them across the map and just say, hello, I'm here. Sidestep around with Yafit. If they, they all have sidestep anyway, so they don't need Yafit, but um, that's a thing. It is a thing. Not as scary as before, because they're, they're definitely killable, but and all IDs are legal, so you could do the invincible Superman thing right. like we used to, but yeah. Um, it's possible. So, Paul Cote asks, this is more of a segment on its own, but I'm curious where you would rank older figures on the tier list for Silver Age. Like, where is Tangent Green Lantern, Sam Cap, Uni Mind, Bizarro Green Arrow on the Silver tier list? Um, we should do that. We should. We should oh just my do gosh. a tier so, maker. Oh my gosh! So like, I don't know if we have enough time before the cup to do that. That's my problem. Um, I think we. I think we could. I mean, we could. So like, like, I've been just thinking out loud. Is, you know, this week is pretty much shot. This weekend's pretty much shot, and then next week is prep for PJ's event. So maybe we could get a live stream in next week or the week before the cup, and. You know, maybe talk about what figures we would put into S for that silver, silver only S tier figures from each set. Yeah, because keep in mind, we are when this is going up, exactly three weeks away from the cup. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're recording Wednesday night. It's going to go up Thursday morning, and yeah, so we've got time to to sneak it in. That'd be fun. Yeah, we, we just that. we could just pull silver figures from uh, winning teams and just. I think we just go through. Stuff. I think yeah, I think what we'd want to do for Paul or for the community for this content would be start with superior foes and just pull out S tier figures. Yeah, we could do that ahead of time. That won't be. I, I could even work on it. Yeah, I'd want to go. I'd want to go. I'd want to do it just off the cuff because I probably won't have time to prep. But yeah. No, no. What I mean is, is like we we would have to have the images. So, right. Well, yeah. Maybe we. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um So. Um. Brad Bulls wants. I want dark horse picks. I want to see forced builds trying to make something work. I think that's probably like Tangent Green Lantern. Uh. uh well, no, because Tangent Green Lantern works now. Um, why? How does she work? Yeah, uh, she's got to be on the board. She never worked with an ID card. Is okay. I'm thinking of somebody else then. Um, there's someone she could. Someone could switch with her, isn't there? I she don't switches know. with somebody. Uh, which Green Lantern is a rare? No, she's a oh, rare. Yeah. I don't know. Which Green Oracle. Oh uh, yeah, maybe I was thinking of Green Oracle. I think you're thinking of Green Oracle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because she could swap with a Green Lantern that's equal or more points. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking of. I they're talking about the Super Rare Forty Two. Yes. So that's the that's the Resurrection one, and people forget there's also that Captain Marvel that does the whole Resurrection thing too. The Ultra Chase or one. That? Yeah, and he's yeah. Avengers, and he can be swapped too. Yeah, like don't forget that guy exists. Um, but she's obviously cheaper. Um, there may be something there, but that might be just grasping, in my opinion. That might be the same people that are saying Elijah Snow is good. So. No, no, Alex, I can tell you this. So I would say our West Coasties, 
they're going to make Tangent Green Lantern work. We're going to see that on their builds. Yes, she doesn't even have Green Lantern. Doesn't matter. If she did, absolutely. Doesn't matter. She can but... bring back Wendigos. Okay. Anywhere that there's a KO'd character. Yeah. So you, you KO can... a Pog, and you mm -hmm. KO a Wendigo on the back line. Well, guess what? The Green Lantern brings up the Pog on the brings up the Green Lantern on the front line. I'm pretty sure that's how she works. She has to be adjacent to a resurrection marker. You may choose the name of the friendly character with point value 10 or more that has been KO'd and hasn't yet been chosen this game. Replace the resurrection marker with a KO'd character with that name and give Green Lantern an action token, if possible. Turn the KO'd character to any click it could have been on this game at the beginning of your next turn. Remove that character from the game, but don't score it. Right. Okay, so I could, I could see that, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, Wendigo's still go on their last click, so... Right, yeah, you right. can't you can't cheat him up to 300 now. Well, I guess it's that wording, it could have been on this. No, game. no, no. That, energy. No, no, that's... it. They ruled that. There's probably a ruling out there with that. Because um, it was, uh, could you bring in vampire characters that tall at their big dials? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. So, um, I think... That was it on our Silver Age questions. Um, I'm looking, though, just to be sure. Uh, Ryan Redman asked about the, the initiative change, and I'm not so sure now that I've seen uh, results coming in that the initiative thing it just automatically means that you win based on what I'm seeing in the Brad events and some of the events where it's been recorded. What is the the, the, the the initiative thing? So, like, if you win map, there was we're thinking that if you win map, you just win the game, which I don't think is as true as we think it is. Now that I've seen results come in, uh, what is second, initiative? Huh? What are you talking about initiative? So, if you win map, you win uh -huh. initiative, you win the game. Is the general complaint? So well, the whoever the first person, whoever the first player. player wins. So these are D and D players saying this clearly. Uh, I, yeah, like, Alex said just who you said who says initiative for hero clicks? I don't know what's what Ryan said in his question. Like I said, okay, I got it. So it, it's a D and D term. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't you, even if know. If you go highest in initiative, initiative, you go first. Yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. I was thinking it was like there's some power that I wasn't aware of maybe no. initiative or something. So, so they're saying if you go first. They're saying if you go first that you win. And I'm thinking that maybe that's not as big of a deal as we were le we were thinking it was as a community. Um, but they did the thing in their event where if you win map, you either get to choose map or go first. And they he said that it turns out really well and he wants to know our thoughts on it. I I'm maybe a little bit softer on that idea than I used to be. Wait, you win map, you get to choose whether... You go first or you choose the map. Oh, you don't get both. That's what you're saying. Right. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I um, mean, I think I'm just a little bit um, softer on the idea than I used to be. As far as there needing to be a change. Yeah, I, I, I'm leaving this one up to WizKids. They have play testers. They've done this stuff. There's a reason it hasn't changed. 
So, uh, or change to that. I, I think with all the high theme teams and you know monsters being better if they go first, it's it is tricky and it is frustrating. Right. But there's ways to mitigate that. So. Yeah, I'm with you. Um. All right, we're right at two hours. Anything else silver you want to talk about? Um, there is one thing real quick I wanted to talk about. Um, okay. Scott, Scott kind of mentioned it a little bit. Um, so the plan now, obviously a lot of people were surprised by the ID cards that were suddenly added um, yesterday or the day before, one, a couple days ago, I guess, at this point. Um, we're going to keep an eye on, obviously, the tournaments coming up, but I don't think, unless something really comes out that's crazy, I don't think the plan is to have anything else added to the watch list. I believe Before the that, Rock Cup, specifically. Before Rock Cup, yes. I think the, the IDs that were banned were only banned because other identities slash real name was very confusing. Uh, there was that whole thing where we're like, Whiskus needs to rule and explain it better because it, it doesn't make sense how they're doing other identities. And in this instance, I think they're like, no, nah, it just, it's just too convoluted. It's too messy. Uh, let's just, real names, other identities don't mean anything. And so with that being said, that means the, the shield IDs won't work because they rely on like other things as opposed to just saying, this idea is for protector, you play a protector. Like, so yeah. it makes sense. It was probably needed in order to make it simpler. That being said, I don't. The plan isn't really to add a lot more unless something's broken. And so we are right. going to keep an eye out on the data coming from upcoming tournaments to right. see if there is anything ridiculous. Which, yeah, and you know what? I I also think like I'm glad you mentioned protector there real quick, Alex. Was I I am glad that they made. I was a little bit on the fence before about having all IDs. And I think that I've warmed up to the idea a whole bunch because, you know what? Maybe we will get another protector at some point and we could use his ID in competitive play again. Yeah. They might make a, a crappy comment that we're like, ugh, gross. Now we might say, ooh, okay, well, I know protector gives me prob when targeted by an opposing character's attack that's right good. or here's the big thing for me we actually get a swamp thing because swamp <laughs> thing gives you support it's the only id card that gives you support yeah so well, that's a dc thing though when was the last time when was the last time I'm not a DC person. When was the last time Swamp uh, Thing was into anything, right? Uh, Warlight. Warlight. War, War War oh, when was he in the comments? I have no idea. I'm, I'm looking him up. It looks like there was a mini-series in 2021 called The Swamp Thing. So, maybe we'll get him again. Because <laughs> we've Do only we had, like, a couple... Do we ever get an Ares we could play on the Ares ID card? Hey, yeah, we've got yeah, it. We, we yeah. had the mission point one. Okay, yeah, but yeah, different character, but yeah, same name. So oh, yeah, okay. and we and we have the we have the superior foes of Spider Man Ares as well. 
Yeah, we've got two. No, yeah, I mean, no nobody, nobody's saying it's a good one. Nobody's saying it's a good one, but it's there. Yeah, but when it was available, though, you couldn't play them, could you? I don't know. No, I don't think so. No. You could. No, you. Uh, you. Maybe you uh, could at the end play um, the Superior Foes one, but it, it wasn't that good. No, because it's hundred. His base is one twenty-five, and then two hundred, and it wasn't a good one twenty-five. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, his ID I have read for everything because his inspiration is steel energy for close and range, and it's like, why would you call in for that? Why not just use Wolverine if you really need close, like steel energy? Like, I can't think of an instance where I really, really want steel energy for close and range. That I can't get other methods of healing. So, right. Swamp Thing. Yep. Swamp Thing. Let's go. I just can't wait for paparazzis to all have their 10 attack be used for support three times in a row. Yeah, top, top to bottom. Bottom to top, T Daddy. Let's go. Oh, yeah. No, never mind. I take that back. No Swamp Thing, please. Yeah. Or, like, make it a ridiculously powerful Swamp Thing. Like, 250 or something crazy. Nah, so that way I, need, call them in. I need him about 40. About 40. <laughs> about 40. So, alright, let's go. Uh, final thoughts on a very wild episode. Very unexpected um, when I started my Wednesday. But, uh, Jason, what are your final thoughts? Oh man, I don't know. This is a crazy day. <laughs> uh, I'm down. I'm still down for Scrappy Doo though in that uh, DC set. Nobody else likes him. I do. Okay. Um, Alex. Um, super awesome that Scott came on the show. Um, right. We get. Yeah, he was very excited, and I think we'll. We could probably have him on again at some point, even if it's just talking about stuff, because uh, super knowledgeable, and it was really nice having someone that energetic not just talk about meta stuff. I know we talk about meta stuff a lot. Right. Super, super great that he was able to come on so quickly, too. So. Right. And I would just like, so my final thought there would be, uh, y'all know how, y'all listened in this episode how Scott weaved a story about how he crushes Mr. Chomps. Um, you know what? You know, sometimes I, I know of no other Heroclix player or Heroclix content creator that can do an unboxing as well as Scott can unravel a story. Um, mm -hmm. He is a classically <laughs> trained actor. Uh, we're just some dudes that play a video, play a board game a lot. A miniatures game a lot. So, that was really fun. Uh, major props to Scott for hopping on, and very surprising. And oh my gosh, he's on the TV. Thanks everybody for listening to Clicks Off today. We'll talk to y'all next time. See you later. later.